1: Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld, Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com, iHeartRadio, and so many others. Thanks for joining us today. We have another great show lined up for you. We've had some amazing guests in the past, have another great one here today. And we're talking about, you know, so much going on in the world, so much anxiety, so much stress. um, But there's also good things. And we see a movement towards sustainability, moving to local farms. Uh people are realizing the food supply is really important. You know, that chain of connection between the land and the, the body, the person is really kind of awakening a lot of people back to some old school things, even things like canning and fermenting, things I love from my mentor Donna Gates with fermenting cabbage and making homemade sauerkrauts, uh, things like that. Really cool stuff. So you know we go back and we see a lot of things coming back from the past. And it's great to have my guest today. Um, Asa is joining us. You're going to give us some, you know, some of that history of the dietary supplement industry, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening today in this, the industry as a whole, and of course with what's happening with hemp and CBD. And so, Asa, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us today.
2: All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Really excited to be here today, and I really like your comment, Doc Rob, about the what I'm calling the herbal renaissance, or kind of the back to the basics uh, during this kind of crazy pandemic time. You know, we're all stuck in our houses. We can't go to the store and buy nutritional supplements. Amazon's on delay. So what are we going to do? So I, what I've been doing is my own herbal renaissance, going to my own kitchen spice cabinet and finding out, you know, kid, the kitchen herbalism uh, approach. What, what do I have in my house and in my backyard and in my neighborhood that I can use for healing? So I'm glad you brought, brought, it, brought that up because it's really quite a passion of mine, which I'm calling the herbal renaissance.
1: I love it. I love it. And you're a clinical herbalist and I have that culinary background. So I definitely see that synergy of looking at how, you know, especially as a naturopathic doctor, I mean, my backyard, I've commented on this show before, I've got a neem tree, got moringa, I got lemongrass. My amazing wife has been really add it with the backyard garden, we have a little greenhouse now, and we has got so many cool things growing there, from peppers and tomatoes, but also been talking about some of these medicinal herbs. Um, you know, everything from you know rosemary and sage to so on. They all have some nutritional and kind of healing properties. to Them. It's great to go into that kitchen cupboard and, and use that as a remedy source. I love that that option. Uh, but uh, you know. As this goes, one of the things I've joked about too in, in this in the past, I've grown lettuces and peppers and all these different things in my backyard. And I've always said the one vegetable I wish I can grow is cannabis because I look at it very often and like a vegetable. I'd like to grow hemp and you know things of that nature in my backyard, but not everywhere. I mean, it's coming more and more. So let's jump into one of the things that we have in common and one of the things I'm really excited about being a part of is basically both of us really, you know, admire and support. APA, the American Herbal Products Association. And you've been appointed, you know, kind of that lead for the cannabis committee, which I've been, you know, grateful to be a part of over the last several years. How has that kind of been as far as an experience and, of course,
2: APA in general? Well, it's been a really great experience and a wonderful honor. Uh, it's really hard to get appointed a committee chair on APA, again, with OPA, the American Herbal Products Association, one of the top industry trade groups for the dietary supplement and cannabis hemp industry. It's been around for nearly 40 years. And it was really a great honor to be appointed by the APA board to, to chair this committee at this really crazy and wonderful and exciting time in the industry, right? There's so many things happening, regulation, regulations, regulations, seem to be changing day by day. So being being chair of this committee is is really wonderful. And if I could just point out, the APA Cannabis Committee just had our 10th anniversary, which is wild. I mean, think about 10 years ago, people weren't even saying the word cannabis in their workplace. And it really showed the foresight of some of the the founding chair, Alon Sudberg of Alchemist Labs, Michael McGuffin, one of the industry greats, the president at um, at APA and OPA staff, to have the foresight to come together and put this committee together ten years ago, um, and and really the approach with APA is cannabis is just like any other wor- any other herb, but it's really special too. So let's kind of let's come up with its own committee so we can focus on the uh, really ongoing and ever changing regulatory environment with a special plant.
1: Yeah, it's it's really an amazing organization a really great committee so many resources available through APA. you know i wrote my book and put together the cannabis conundrum uh i had a bunch of different authors contribute different chapters and i wanted to not really start to you know promote things but the one of one organizations i didn't mention there was apa because i feel like they do so much good and like you said 10 years in cannabis this is for seeing where we were going and even then this roller coaster ride from right you know we mentioned regulatory issues and i know you've been part of that i remember sitting down with the president michael mcguffin i don't know six years ago or so talking about labeling hemp products and hemp extract in this new you know this cbd cannabidiol coming into the market awareness at that point and uh you know the other hempsters like the bronners and those great advocates for hemp beforehand they were pushing the proteins and the hemp seed oil um you know, we're kind of like concerned that it was going to push us into the marijuana. It, it was a really amazing dynamic, but you could see how many uses and how much potential this plant has. At the same time, we had to kind of give it its own lane to figure out how to manage it in, in both the social, political, cultural, you know, and as well as scientific domains. It's really a really crazy story, but in a, in a really positive way
2: yeah it it sure is, and it's really amazing to have a window into the industry with the- with the Opa cannabis committee through a member or through a chairmanship the companies that are that are on the um the committee i'm not going to name that, but we're talking about you know herbal extract companies have been around for a long time food drug mass multinational companies that just kind of want a seat at the table dietary supplement companies growers extractors so through this window into the industry and the trend and the trend analysis that we see, it's really fascinating to see where people are in the evolution of their company, with their risk tolerances, but really kind of coming together as a a united, united voice with all this many, many years of legal regulatory and manufacturing experience to kind of come together to help shape the industry at this really important time.
1: It's it's really a great group. And when I even get invited to join as a health professional, as a consumer advocate and educator, believe me, you've heard it, My I get a chance to speak up. And that's really what I love about that committee is that everyone gets a seat at the table, has an equal opportunity to share their position, their opinions. We have a great banter that's productive. And I think that more and more people need to support APA and realize it's really a great voice for consumers and for the industry, really, uh, because we are looking out for the people who are buying dietary supplements and herbal products we're looking for their safety and protection kind of like the FDA is meant to do as well and there's a lot of you know synergy there as well talking back and forth and communicating on proposed regulations so it's really great that i know you're you know leading that committee and you have such a good you know solid background in in clinical herbalism and a lot of great members like you said like elon and and so many others uh, that, that contribute for so many years i got my 10 year plus pin for um uh, you know, the Hemp Industry Association for Activity in Hemp, you know, a few months ago. And I was like, wow, 10 years, even though it's been longer than that. I'm like, but people have been, you know, be, you know, promoting and working on this plant for 30, 40, much, much longer as from an industry standpoint. And uh, we're starting finally to see some some breakthrough, although, you know, I don't think we're out of the woods completely yet.
2: So. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I didn't know that, Doc Rob. Ten years—that's that's really, really uh, special and really shows the, the foresight on you and other some of the other founding um, modern members of our hemp and cannabis industry. I would like to also point out. I know we're, we, we don't necessarily want to promote certain things, but APA is a an organization. Um, you can you can join it, but there are a lot of free resources so you don't have to join. We just opened up a couple webinars. One is CGMP basics for hemp CBD companies and how to prepare for, um, for an FDA inspection. A couple free webinars, so a lot of free, great resources for the general public on the that, American yeah. Herbal Products Association website.
1: I love it. Yeah, and again, I I have no problem promoting Opal on my show. I'm a big fan. Everyone knows it. Um, and like I said, those resources are amazing. So people that are getting into these spaces, like you know, want to be a CBD company, you know, look at these resources and get these books and guidelines. I recommend joining, of course, as well. But there are things that you should be doing to avoid getting warning letters or getting shut down. Things that are really a good compliance practice for both your business operations, as well as consumer safety. This is not reinventing the wheel. We have years and years of really amazing experience in dietary supplements and herbal products. And to use these resources now, especially in this, you know, emerging category of cannabis products is so wise. So please, again, it's a great thing to let people know that go to those webinars, go to the website. Um, You do not want to have, you know, little things stop you in your tracks from a big business opportunity. And I always say that's the way to start with a strong foundation and and, and stay compliant. So, very cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to come right back and join this conversation. I hope everyone out there is also. Uh, we're back with Asa Wall, Street. after this quick break. This is Doc Rob, your host here on Canvas Radio, your concierge to better living. Don't go anywhere.
0: The concierge for better living will continue in a moment.
2: Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet
1: taste of Sugis. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener
2: with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a
1: little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat.
0: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. so it seems like a smart investment.
3: Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com.
1: All right, and we are back. Another good segment to have with my friend and industry colleague, Asa Wallstein. We're talking about cannabis. We're talking about op. We're talking about regulations, and I love that. But, you know, some of the things that I, I also look at is, you know, we're, we're talking about – let's get into the hemp conversation, the CBD conversation. I'm obviously, in my career, have always been a whole plant, right? And it's very interesting to see how even a whole plant – Um. When people say whole plant medicine or whole plant nutrition, it's can even be divided or subdivided. So I always look at you know some parts of um, you know one plant, like the flower, might be good for something, and then the root for something totally different. And you know, like this is really cool, and I see the the, the uniqueness in in cannabis having so many different components, so many different compounds. How do you how do you put wrap your head around you know kind of Going out there into this emerging market, we see a CBD movement came out, uh, introducing really hemp extract. Now we hear a lot of people talking about CBG and some other compounds. Is this going to be? Do you feel like a you know a one-off compound, you know, after another, or are we going to really start to, you know, see some of these value positions of whole plant nutrition or whole plant health?
2: That's a great question. Thank you for that. Well, certainly as a you know as a holistic-minded person. The whole plant, the the whole plant, the, the whole food approach is really really big for me, and I and I know for you, so we all we all got excited about CBD. Uh, we're getting excited about these other uh, cel- other kind of minor celebrity cannabinoids such as CBG and and stuff like that, I and mean, that's really exciting. But I like to kind of take a step back. And look at vitamin C. So, if we look at ascorbic acid, for example, that is a single molecule that's extracted from a plant, and that's really good for you. And if you, you know, you take, you have to take a lot of it to kind of get a great therapeutic benefit, and then you don't absorb it very well after a certain point. But if you go to nature and you you get a wild rose hip to bring it back to wild crafting and herbalism or you go out and you, you pick some wild blueberries or anything like that you're getting vitamin c but you're getting it in the plant matrix so the you're you're getting that active component the ascorbic acid or in this example cbd but you're also getting all the supporting nutrients that come along with it so i think the the industry is certainly moving toward a Whole plant or holistic minded approach when it comes to not isolating the cannabinoids, putting them all together, and then delivering that in a way that is, um, you know, absorbable and also um, approachable for the consumer. Yeah, I think that there's a lot
1: more research currently underway specifically to compare formulas with using isolated compounds versus whole plant compounds. And I think that's going to be a really, uh, you know, telltale of, you know, results there especially i've been i've been watching uh, i saw a recent research presentation and i think i was explaining to this the other day and they compared two varieties of high cbd you know hemp hemp uh extract on different cells and different type of conditions and they found that the one one was like 17 plus percent cbd the other one was like nine and change percent cbd so in modern you know our mainstream focus you would think that oh the 17 percent one has more of this amazing compound it's going to be more beneficial and in fact almost i would say over three quarters of the results showed that the one that had nine percent in change but had a spectrum of other compounds naturally occurring in the plant was more effective than the one with just high cbd and i think that this is something that people are starting to see on the medical side as well in cannabis um seeing that oh that some consumers come in looking for the highest thc percentage only that that's their only uh discerning factor um in picking products oh what can i get the like the most bang for the buck as far as thc percentage but we're learning more and more every day that terpenes and other compounds and cannabinoids are giving a more effective result than just looking at that one number so it's really cool that that holistic plant perspective is was really taking a forefront with cannabis being that leader.
2: So I, yeah, uh, it's so true. And from a regu- and from a regulatory perspective, I think that the the FDA is going to have a lot easier time accepting regulation for a whole plant extract rather than an isolated celebrity cannabinoid. So as we look forward to the future of regulations, um, you know, people that are coming up with their own. Full, I'm going to call them true full-spectrum type extracts, will probably have a better time getting that product approved through an NDIN or New Dietary Ingredient Notification through the FDA when they do allow that than if you're just saying, hey, I'm making a CBD isolate. It's super similar to the drug. Um, please approve this. So I mean, it's, it's, it's my and I think the industry's um, opinion that whole, holistic plant extracts are not just great from a therapeutic perspective, but also from a regulatory approval perspective as well. I, I totally
1: agree. And I've actually said that to a lot of the clients and people I know and brands that have been focusing on isolate. And you know, um, I can see where there's application for isolate, but as far as a mainstream product and formulation, you know, I think we have uh, a lot of issues still around the THC, meaning which is why the isolate versus full plant even became a debate because if you now they're talking in the hemp industry and cannabis industry is trying to um lobby for a a higher percentage of thc allowment in what we define as hemp or one percent versus the 0.3 percent or 0.3 percent and i think that that's just a again part of this dynamic and this regulatory battle i know you're front line of this whole thing and as i've been involved with for a long time and you know the more we Stop to demonize THC a plant-based compound that's proven pretty safe and non-lethal um in in regards to you know kind of marketing one individual compound for in my hand quotes miracle cures um I think that we'll start to realize this plant has a lot of potential and but it needs to be looked upon as a whole plant and we said we saw this with with St. John's wort and hypericum and hypericins and you know years ago with its you know supposed antidepressant capabilities or um And I've always said that even cannabis, and now you're starting to see this in certain formulations, cannabis formulations, when combined with other herbal uh, products, uh, I see a lot of ashwagandha, astragalus, other things of that nature. We see that there's potential for more effective herbal products, I think, than even just a standalone product on its own. What are your thoughts?
2: Oh, yes. This is actually really, really exciting to me. You know, as someone who done, has done contract manufacturing, dietary supplement manufacturer for practically you know most of my life or most of my adult career, about 19 years in the dietary supplement and hemp manufacturing world, when you take so er, there's herbal synergies when you talk about formulations. You know, the Saint John, John's wort works good with the nervine herb, and that works good with the liver supporting herb. There's kind of basic principles of formulation which which you're, you and I are aware of, but with the with the hemp cannabis plant, it's amazing. I'm I'm calling it phyto alliance. So the phyto alliance, when you take a hemp based product and you add it with other herbs and nutraceuticals, is exponential in terms of the therapeutic benefits you get. It is something that is undeniable and actually really exciting. So as we look forward, you know, toward what is the future of the hemp CBD product world. It's going to just definitely combine with dietary supplements, not only from a formulation perspective, but in my opinion, from a regular regulatory world as well.
1: Yeah, it's really going to be interesting and being seen as trend, you know, when you're in the industry like we have been for so long, we see this going and it's like, I try to throw some flags at some companies that are like not. Aware that there's going to be a shift or how that's going to be a concern, but I go back even a little bit further, and this is going back to regulatory. Well, DASH, right? Deshea was established um, to provide dietary supplement guidelines. People always say, "Oh, it's not FDA approved. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no guardrails on here," you know. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. The industry has a lot of guardrails and a lot of regulation, regulations, and a lot of organizations that try to hold that astutely so that we have quality products out there for the for the marketplace. Um, and I always commented, I think I even said this to Mr. McGuffin one time, was that there's one word in DeShay that kind of defines drugs as all things, you know, all things we put in our body, you know. And I'm like, if that one word was changed to be drugs is defined as those which are made by man or in a lab or, you know, mechanically done something to it versus just what the plants give in their own natural way i think that we'd have a lot more freedoms to plant medicines and a lot less confusion when it comes to consumers um i think that if it's just something that a plant gave it's hard for me to call that a drug you can take a compound and make it into a drug but that plant should never really be a drug that's just my you know my terminology but it's something that again One word could make a whole, in in, in legislation or in a document or a law, one word can change the whole meaning. And I think that's something that, um, you know, even when you talk about cannabis, hemp, strains, cultivars, there's so much definitions and language that this is going to be an education journey for so many years to come. And I'm so glad that you're part of that and leading this, you know, cause and awareness of this plant and plants in general.
2: Yeah, certainly. Thank you for that. And if we look to, it's called the Peterson Bill, or H.R. 5587, that went back into, you know, talk about changing one word. It's a, It goes back into the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, and, set, and, and basically what the bill proposes is changing a little bit of wording in one part of the bill to allow CBD to be sold even if it was investigated as a new drug before it was sold in the open market as a, right. as a standard ingredient. So as we look into, you know, little bit little uh, words that can really have ramification years to come, that's another part of that too. But thank you for the comment on, on Deshay. I've never quite thought about it like that
1: for sure for sure again i know we had this kind of deep in the trenches feeling about this industry and love it so we're gonna take one quick more break we'll come back with ace Wallstein and wrap up this amazing show don't go anywhere this is doc rob your host here at concierge for better living here at cannabisradio.com.
0: the concierge for better living will continue in a moment The
3: cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the Green Peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The Green Peak with Richard Zwicky.
0: It's time to hem present. Only on Cannabis Radio. Let's check back in with Doc Robb and the Concierge for Better Living. Only on cannabisradio.com all
1: right all right all right we are back wrapping up an amazing show ace i'm so grateful for you coming on today and sharing your insight and wisdom when it comes to plants and of course regulatory i have to give a shout out to our mutual friend ken israel for making sure we connected with each other back when we did first and uh you know ken's another great ally in the industry a real you know true speaker and regulation guru and just show a lot of love for ken out there so i want to give him a quick shout out um but yeah, it's great for you coming on today. And I, and I also want to you know give you a little uh, kudos. You've had a great career. You've worked with some great companies, Quicksilver. Um, those are friends of mine. Uh, Dr. Chris is awesome. Some amazing products and technology and so many others. I just want to give you a little applause. Great. Congratulations on the new job position right now with Functional Remedies, another great company. I really think it's a great opportunity and another good company doing things right, which is important in this you know rapidly moving industry and category.
2: Thank you for that. Yeah, it's it's important as we had spoken about previously. It's really important to be picky. You know, you don't want to chase shiny object. When you do decide to change change jobs in, in your in your kind of you know executive or you know any point in your career, it's really pays to be picky. So with the new position at Functional Remedies, third party GMP certified with NSF, very robust quality system, very holistic. Approach to delivering full, true full spectrum cannabinoids into the body. It's really exciting. And, you know, I got to just say, I'm also very lucky. Uh, I came out um, from Santa Cruz, California in the late 90s to study clinical herbalism in Boulder. So I did a three year clinical herbalism class. I studied with the greats, Heather Jones, Chris Hobbs, Paul Bergner, all these amazing people. And then I just started making dietary supplements. And Started making dietary supplements in what I was calling the Wild West days, 2001. There, this was pre-GMPs, and there's a lot of similarities between what we see happening way back then and the crazy ever-changing regs that we see happening in the hemp and cannabis industry. And I'm also very fortunate, Doc Rob, to be here in the, in the Boulder, Colorado area because the Front Range of Colorado, Boulder area, is referred to as the Silicon Valley of natural product innovation for food and supplements, but also for the hemp industry. We're the innovation hub of product development um, for finished products, delivery technologies, you mentioned Quicksilver, wonderful, wonderful, great company. I still take their products all the time. And also for organic and sustainable farming practices as well. So I'm very fortunate to be here in beautiful uh, Colorado to to be part of this, this uh, hemp revolution as we start to move our industry into the next more mature level.
1: Yeah, no, it is great. And again, that's something where you say luck or our paths. I always joke around. I only had three colleges I was applying to when I was, you know, going to to undergrad, and it was University of Miami, Florida, um, UC Boulder, and um, SUNY Albany in New York. And I ended up going to Albany because my mom said I would never go to school in Miami. I'd be partying on South Beach. I'm a ski bum, and she was worried about me never going to class, going to Colorado. And I'm always like where would have that sliding door of life would have passed if I would have ended up in Boulder way back then? You know, Again, I think it's a great area. There's so much innovation, new hopes out there. There's so much great stuff coming from the industry. Um, I love spending my time out there when I can on Pearl Street and, and of course, just you know, in the local health food stores. But yes, it's a journey you've been on for quite some time. I've been doing this you know, as well, going through the naturopathic school, learning about supplements and seeing how this has changed. And, and there's a lot of New companies coming to market because we have different distribution channels. The internet has shifted and changed the industry dramatically from the mom and pop retailers who we still should support and 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 shop at, those health food stores. There's some great educated people in those stores. Um... So, yeah, I always support the industry as a whole from that perspective. But, yeah, it's 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 a wonderful journey you've been on so far. This is just a new chapter as I'm, you know, in the same place right now starting some new chapters. And the industry is always evolving. So it's great to have you on today. I'm so grateful for you taking the time. Um, and, again, looking forward to great things coming out of Functional Remedies. One of those companies that, to me, feels more like an established or traditional supplement company versus just a one-off CBD brand and I think that's a big differentiator in today for a lot of consumers especially looking at hemp products and hemp extracts there's a lot of history and a lot of experience in the dietary supplement industry that obviously you help to bring to that makes a company more of an herbal company or a natural products company than just someone who white labels and sells a CBD product online And and I'm not being negative there are some good companies out there doing that too but to me, it's a distinction, and I'm glad you found a home in a really good brand and a good group of guys, a good company. So,
2: yep, thank you. I'm, I'm you know, it's kind of three, four, or five weeks in. Really thankful, lo- loving this uh, community and the and the, the great holistic products that we are kicking out here. You know, I, it's really good again to to touch on the point or come back to the point about hemp CBD products and herbal supplements. they're kind of differentiated, but as we mentioned, there's a conjoining path. We're all coming together. That's going to be from a, again, the product standpoint, but also regulatory with any product. So here's some similarities. Any product in the hemp CBD or herbal supplement world, there's an expectation of safety. Um, You know, the consumer also Expects accurate labels, so we want to make sure that everything on the label is correct. The, the warning such as not for pregnancy, nursing, is correct. Uh, no claims are allowed. Um, you know, we it's it's pretty it's pretty basic, but we all, all want to make we all want to make sure that people out there are, are not inadvertently making claims. But the the hemp CBD world and the herbal dietary supplement or herbal supplement world is one as far as I'm concerned. And that's, you know, to bring it back to APA, that's one of the great things about American Herbal Products Association is 40 years of dietary supplement manufacturing experience now all combining together with the hemp world. So I'm, I'm very thankful to, again, to be part of that wonderful organization.
1: That's awesome. Well, we're all going to come together here. It's going to be an amazing journey. The I always say cannabis is a gateway herb, great gateway, gateway to a lot of other plant-based medicines. Thank you, Acer, for all you do in the industry. Thanks for taking the time today for joining us. Thank you, all the listeners, for coming on and sharing this great conversation. There's a lot more, Acer. We're going to have you back on. Don't worry. Settle in your new job, and uh, hopefully, when travel lightens up, I'll get my. my my rear end and 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 group up to boulder and we'll have some fun up there as well thank you everyone for joining in stay safe stay healthy this is daca wishing everyone as always all the best and health and happiness take care